you like stickers? Do you like glitter? Do you like love and horror? Have I got a deal for you? If you want your very own glittery love and horror sticker, simply give us a five-star review on your favorite podcatcher. Send us a screenshot of your review and we'll send you a sticker. You can DM us in our Instagram at Love and Horror Podcast, or you can email us at loveandhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, all is fair in love and horror. about opposing film genres and the women who love them. I'm Deanne, and I love horror. And I'm Laura, and I love romance and drama. So you like just checking it. Trust no bitch! <laughs> well... Speaking of trust no bitch, we are here to talk about some movies. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big snort. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I feel Jesus. like that was you calling me a bitch. No, I mean, I mean, if, if, if look in the mirror, I, I'm gonna tie that. What did they say? If the the shoe fit. <laughs> so welcome to episode fifty, whatever 60. the fucks, fifty ten. I've been seeing all these um, memes lately of like, like a hamster driving a car and it looks like it's all crazy and it says like, when you start work at eight and it's seven sixty seven. <laughs> oh my. Okay, so what I was trying to say was like, you know, <laughs> this may not be about you, but if the shoe fits, feel free to lace that motherfucker up, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that. That is what I was trying. You might not be calling me a bitch, but I'm lacing that shoe uh, up because just had to trip over a few hurdles <laughs> before we got there. But now that our shoes are laced up, here we are, <laughs> in episode fifty-ten. How has your week been? Um, busy. Yeah, work's been really busy, and mm. other than that, though, not busy. I finally got my. Laundry slash furnace room, like totally reorganized and painted the floor and stuff. So that's how exciting my life has been lately. Is that's like nice though. Painting cement and organizing canning jars. Ooh, she's doing very... canning. <laughs> um, check out these cans. <laughs> check out her only cans. <gasps> your face got way too excited for whatever that's was going genius. on in that hamster oh, wheel in your can. head over there. <laughs> oh the hamster's drunk um <laughs> well it's fucking 767 he's gotta get to work <laughs> oh god now tomorrow i'm gonna move into the next room over the craft room which mm. i seem to reorganize every six months and it still needs it every six months because i am ridiculous yeah i am in the same boat where like it desperately needs to get done right now in my sewing room where it's like, if I kept this room clean and organized, I wouldn't have to have the door closed all the time. And you'd use it more probably. 100%. If you're like me anyway. I have yeah. so many projects that like are easy and require like just little, like yeah. just about done. But it's like, fuck, it's just a disaster in there and I don't want to be in there. I've finished a couple whips or I've finished, yeah, well, I've finished a couple whips in the last couple of weeks too. So that's been good. And now I'm working on like the coolest work in progress Ooh. that... I'm almost done. I should be able nice. to finish maybe tonight if we just sit down and watch a movie tonight. Sweet. What is it? It's a 
toque that looks like an octopus. Whoa, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you want to see a picture? I do. Oh, wow. That is awesome. I can't wait till it's done. It's, yeah. it's turning out really good too, so. And then I've got another sweater that I've got just like a sleeve and a half nice. to put on. Wow. And then I can like, I've got a couple other projects to start on the docket, so. Cool. I'm excited to not have any half-finished projects hanging yeah. around the basement. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have like a bunch of like various degrees of whippiness to do. But I have a sweater that I literally just have to like do a couple of rows in the neckline and then bind it off, block it, and it's done. So mm. like just fucking do it. You know what? And I'm lying too because there's a couple other projects. I made a couple like tote baggy things, mm. but they need a lining because the yarn's too stretchy. You can't yeah. actually use it as yeah. bag. You need a woven fabric lining. Yeah. Um, and just so happens I have a pillowcase that is from a set of sheets that I only ever use the fitted sheet and it's the exact right color. Oh, so nice. I'm essentially just going to put a pillowcase inside. For sure. It. That so works. it'll take me like a half an hour. Yeah. But it's been sitting there for over a year, so. Oh, yeah. I definitely know that feel. So I'm sure there's probably more, too, if I were to really dig through the craft. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's definitely things where, like, I'm cleaning up my yarn or, like, my sewing stuff, and it's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was, like, (laughs) making that. Whatever happened. I also started a quilt, just, like, Hmm. a half square block, half triangle square. Oh, yeah, uh uh-huh. Years ago, and it's sitting, Hmm. yeah. So never mind. I'm not almost done my whips, but <laughs> the ones that were top of mind. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that you like really think of when yeah. you're thinking of what you have. And that I'm like, this purple sweater that I have a sleeve and a half left to make, I was like almost finished at the end of last winter. And then I'm like, oh. well, it's not sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Anymore. So I'll finish it sometime over the summer and then I'll have it for next winter. And now this winter's almost over and I still yeah. haven't done it. Like my fucking winter jacket mm. that I started in October. But honestly, that pattern, I can't think of what the what the number is right now, but that McCall's pattern, McCall's can fucking suck my dick oh. because that pattern fits so poorly. Oh. I've had to do so many adjustments to it. That's annoying. And I think... I mean, now I'm like overthinking it. Like my yeah. like, does this fit? Do I like this fit? Do I do I like jackets? Do I even know what a jacket is anymore? I think I've got it fitting right. So I just have to like hem it and like press like the facing mm. nicely and like put put buttons in it. So it's close, but I'm yeah. so excited for it to be done. It's going to be oh, amazing so once you've got it done. I oh. love love the color and the lining. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So hopefully I get it done soon. And I know, <laughs> and in my head it's like, well, it's almost like. Winter's almost over. It's like, it's February in Saskatchewan. It's winter for another three months. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. Yeah. And it's not a, a heavy, like, parka weight. No, so it's we... it's like a, like, zero to minus 20 kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't wait to start talking about these movies. So that's probably enough of our bullshit. We can yes. Let's uh, get right into whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck. So we oh, are... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And, like... Welcome to the Laura show. How has your week been? <laughs> it's been fine. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been good. Um, it's been like busy, like work has been busy. Like I actually had overtime almost every night this week. Oh, wow. And I did a little bit this morning before you came over too. Where it's like, it wasn't necessary. My boss is like, if you want to put in some time, you can. And it's like, I think my 2024 goal is just like stack the paper. So I'm like... 
I will do the overtime. I mean, the work will still be here tomorrow, but if you're going to pay me for it, I'll follow right. the overtime tonight. Yeah. So yeah, so just lots of overtime. And then my jazz dance class, we like learned some new choreo and it's super fun. Awesome. I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying that. Yeah. That's great. So now I have to like get my costume ready. Cause I was, Do you have a like a performance? Uh, no, this, this session, um, so the, the studio that I dance with does like two shows a year, but they do four sessions or like semester kind of things. So two sessions, they, they work on a show and the other two sessions, they make music videos. Oh yeah. You mentioned that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we are filming a music video at one of the high schools. That's uh, so cool. And yeah, so we're dancing to two songs that they've kind of like done like a mashup and like mm. put them together. So we're doing Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani I... and we're doing Tambourine by Eve. We did this like really cool, like, like the end of the song we did the choreography for the other day. And it was just like, like the, the whole thing has been like a challenge because it's like, I think I said before, like it's a beginner class, but it does not feel yeah, like a beginner yeah. class. So the whole time I was like, I'm having fun, but like, this is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And then on Wednesday, it was like, no, I literally can't stop smiling. This is so That's fucking awesome. fun. Yeah. That's but great. it's it's definitely a case of like, this is making me look cooler than I actually am. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think you guys really, I am not this cool. Um, I love something though, that gives you that, like, I can't take this dorky smile off my face. Legitimately. Like, yeah. You've done dance for so long and, you know, had varying levels of enjoyment and frustration and stuff. It's so cool to see you uh, finding a new new venue for it that's actually like, hey, I'm just having fun with this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have to like work on like my game face or whatever Mm. because there's going to be spots where it's like this part of the video is literally just like close-ups on your face. So Mm. it's like... I have to trade my face now to like do something cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's one part where like in like the in the Gwen Stefani song where it's like da 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 it's my shit. It's yeah, my yeah, shit. Yeah. Everyone gets to like have like their own pose on like it's my shit. Mm. And so it's like, oh god, I gotta that do a pose and like make my face look okay and yeah. Gotta figure out your shit. I do gotta figure out my there there's much talking of shit in that class. I bet it's like, okay, so we have four shits and then we do this. Um that's been all I've been doing though. So I would say it's time to talk about a couple of movies. I'd agree. We are concluding our trilogy this uh with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> much to Deanne's relief. I mean, I, I I don't know. Much to your relief. Much to our listeners' reliefs. So I I don't know. Who knows? Um, but to uh, bring up the rear of my set of movies, I had you watch Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Did you know anything about Day of the Dead? Well, I could draw certain conclusions. <laughs> I knew it was the third in George Romero's classic trilogy, and I knew that there was going to be zombies. Yep. The end. Good night, folks. <laughs> and um, there were zombies. The end. Wow. Amazing. Who would have thought that? Well, Day of the Dead is a 1985 movie. It was written and directed by George Romero. It stars Lori Cardill, Cardile, Lori Cardill, Terry Alexander, and Joe Pilato. 
It had a budget of $3.5 million and made $34 million at the box office, making it the lowest grossing of the trilogy. Still pretty respectable, though. Yeah, and it, and it is said to be George Romero's favorite of the trilogy. Mm. I did... Okay, so here's my little cheater. I did see somewhere in, like, looking at a few things from, like, the previous two, mm-hmm. a reference to this one being his masterpiece. Interesting. He... It's this quote floats around a lot and I couldn't find like any more like details for it. So I was like, what do you mean by that? He says that this, he want, he wanted this to be the gone with the wind of zombie movies. And it's like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like no, like a like, sweeping epic maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Like nowhere else does it say like by which he means blah, blah, mm. blah. It's like, I don't know what you mean by that. I don't know. But like, I see that quote everywhere. And I was going to put it in my notes. And I was like, well, no, because I can't expand on that. Because no one else has. So who cares? And um, So Rotten Tomatoes has this as a 75% audience score and an 86% on the tomato meter. And Metascore, Metacritic has a 7.1 user score and a 60 Metascore. Cool, cool. So... Uncle Raj gave this 1.5 stars out of four. I kind of pulled like two little quotes here. Uh, Roger Ebert says, The zombies in Day of the Dead are marvels of special effects, with festoons of rotting flesh hanging from their purple limbs as they slouch towards the camera, moaning their sad songs. (laughs) Truth to tell, they look a lot better than the zombies in Night of the Living Dead from 1967, which was was director George Romero's original zombie film. His technology is improving. And then he also goes on to say later in the review, this time the humans are mostly unpleasant, um, comparing it against Night of the Living Dead. Mm. He says this time the humans are mostly unpleasant, violent, insane, or so noble that we can predict with utter certainty that they will survive. (laughs) According to the mad scientist in Day of the Dead, the zombies keep moving because of primitive impulses buried deep within their spinal columns. Impulses that create the appearance of life long after consciousness and intelligence have departed. I hope the same fate doesn't befall Romero's zombie movies. He should quit while he's ahead. <laughs> he's Get such, over yourself. He's just such a bitch. Seriously. Oh my god. <laughs> and then, okay. um, because this movie is, like, almost 40 years old, holy shit, um, it was hard to find like contemporary yeah, reviews yeah. that aren't uh, Roger Ebert. But I did find uh, one more, um, also from a Chicago newspaper. This is uh, Dave Kerr, I think, from the Chicago Reader. And he says, This time the focus is less political than philosophical. Beginning from a position of absolute misanthropy, Romero asks what it means to be human. And the answers are funny, horrifying, and ultimately hopeful. But he did not give us a number quantifier on that review. So you hate it. So I strike it from the record. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you go ahead and give me your synopsis? Okay, I wrote a real brief synopsis on this one. Zombies. Bad. Ah. But maybe sad. (laughs) And kind of bad. And in the end, I was glad. Okay, anyways. Sorry. And it was pretty rad. (laughs) I wasn't mad. So Day of the Dead. Zombies have taken over and it's up to a handful of experts to try to save the world. Do we try to cure them? Tame them? Eradicate them? Opinions abound and the crew is having trouble working as a team. Their compound is safe for now, but it only takes one traumatized soldier to ruin that. Will anyone survive? 
Bum, bum, bum. I have a fair amount of uh, fun facts, but kind of as we've been going, they've kind of just been like coming up as we discuss them. So we'll just leave them for now and they'll probably come up as we're talking about the movie. So Sounds good. why don't you give me all your thoughts and feelings on Day of the Dead? Right off the bat, I was like, oh, we get to see some brunette love this time. The last couple have been yes. like blonde protagonists. Right. And I'm like, that's right. Justice for the brunette. <laughs> this is, again, typical Laura, where I just have these thoughts that don't connect to anything. But I'm like, is that is that an alligator? Yeah. <laughs> just random alligator. Yep. And if you look closely, you'll notice that um, his snout was like, taped up or whatever yeah and you could like see that it was still taped up they didn't uh work very hard to hide those special yeah. effects yeah some of the special effects were better than others maybe. yeah but yeah i was surprised to see just a random alligator walking through in the kind of yeah. establishing shots um and immediately when you start watching this one it's like oh what a difference a decade makes yeah um we had to- like in First glance, you wouldn't think that, like, our trilogies really have anything in common. But it is interesting to me that all three of them had, like, a quite a big span. Like, yes. there was quite a, a change in how movies were made and technology and stuff in between them. Yes, for sure. I'd say much, I'd say much more if evident in the zombie trilogy mm-hmm. um, where, like... The technology improved things. Yeah. And not to get too much into the to the other ones, but yeah. like there was better technology, but it was used more poorly, I think. Yeah. Some sometimes it's like, we have all this great new technology. Yeah. We have to use it. And it's like, well, we haven't quite mastered it yet. Yeah. Though. And and like the OG, even though it was very not special effects, mm-hmm. looked way better. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. yeah, I was like, wow, what a difference. Like it was, I think the Dawn of the Dead was 1970. Yeah, and this was 85. 85, yeah. So just a little over a decade. Yeah. And and what a difference it made. Yeah. Um, the zombies just looked so much better. They did. Yeah, for sure. S- still very like makeup. Yeah. You know, compared to what you'd see... Now with like you'd see like actual like flesh rotting. Yeah. Off and stuff. Yes. Yeah. It still was like some dudes and some makeup, but yes. it was it was in a good way maybe. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. They 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 had a little bit more like detail to some of the like feature zombies. Yeah. Which, okay, I can yeah, tell yeah. that you're a dead guy. You're not just a guy with like blue paint on his face. Yeah. Going. Yeah. 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 Um. And like when we got into get a little further in, and there's some of like the gorier scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. This the makeup and effects on that kind of stuff yes. was yeah so much better yeah. And I was kind of you know trying to think of it in as I was watching, in terms of what we talked about in the previous one, where like George Romero kind of liked that the blood just yeah. looked like paint and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So you could see a little bit of that still, like it was all like the blood was all. Bright red, yes. and yeah, a little bit. But it wasn't quite as painty. No, it, in this it one. definitely. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. It was a lot better, like higher quality. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say better. I'm not trying to put the other yeah. one down, but yeah. um, 
it was yeah the it was it was higher quality and but still had that like comic book feel yeah, to yeah, it for sure i thought wow what a clever setup there in like a missile silo or something where there's like a vault with an elevator down underground like there's yeah. the, like totally totally good setup the yeah safe and i'm like that won't last yeah but it never lasts but yeah i was like that's you know if there was anywhere to be that feels like the place to be and just instantly as soon as we see so like the kind of establishing shots are some people in a helicopter and they're trying mm-hmm. to find other signs of life or whatever and then they get back to their bunker and all the different personalities start clashing yes. immediately and it was just like game on from yeah. the whole movie yeah where like everybody just hated each other and it was yeah. this tense awful feeling it was it was very like effective i think mm-hmm. but i i struggled with that with oh, just yeah. the constant like fighting and yelling at yes. each other when dialogue is all, just all yelling yeah i yeah i don't like it but yeah. anyway so we've like, I didn't catch all of their names right out at the beginning, but I do have a note that, well, Rickles is charming. Like, yeah, these he's great. soldiers are just, like, just, such dicks. And, yeah. like, totally, the the language used and stuff in this movie is, like, first of all, totally, like, appropriate for the time yeah. that it was filmed mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And also appropriate for the type of people it's for depicting. Sure. Like, yes. as much as it made me kind of cringe and, like, yes. clutch my pearls a yeah. little, yeah. it was like, no, this is... Legit, how yeah. people, especially like soldier type guys, yeah. tough guys, would have spoken at that time. But even now, I yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, I feel like even now they just like seems very like disrespectful. Yeah, like, and like around the edges. Yeah, and very and just, like like calling each other pussies pretty much yes, the whole time. Yes, yeah, yeah, macho, very yeah, very like to. 2024 this it's very toxic masculinity it is very toxic watching it like with 2024 eyes it's like i can't remember what the woman's name is because um why would you remember what a skirt's name is shoot but anyway yeah her, her. um it's sarah yes yeah um i felt i found myself feeling like so nervous for sarah like just being like underground with all these men it's like fuck i hope your like room or whatever has a fucking mm-hmm. lock on the door because you are not safe in so many different ways that that works. Yeah. 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 It was definitely like the, the dynamic of her with all these men was very present. Yes. Yeah. I like how, like, I get the feeling that they've been like working together for a while yeah. on the ground yeah. and they all just keep calling her lady. Hey lady, I don't know what yeah. you're doing. And it's like, but like, I feel like lady is a thing that you say to someone that like you don't Hey lady. but like once you know who they are yeah just to say hey lady, like just create such a like a a division between may as well be saying like the... yo broad yeah 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 um but yeah like they'll freely call her a bitch oh, and yeah. yeah just d- lots of and then some of like the racial terms they use and stuff yeah, it's gross it's very cringy but i'm like it would not feel authentic if it if they yes. censored that yes, kind of, absolutely. or taken that kind of yeah. language out, because it felt very appropriate. Yeah. And then I'm like, ew, Rhodes, what a creep. He was such a, oh, he was yeah. so awful. He, I hated him. Like, yeah. his end scene was so oh, satisfying. so delicious. I loved it. Um, we, and then we meet this, like, doctor who's trying to, like, Fuck. tame them, I guess. Yeah. But he's doing all these experiments and stuff, and we see, like, 
a body with like the spine but no head yeah. and the way it's moving around and stuff. I was really impressed with the effects. So good in that. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. I was like that looks. I don't know that it looks realistic, but it looks good. Yeah. Like it looks. Yeah. yeah for sure. Satisfying. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Like there was there was a lot more gore in this movie yes. than there were in the previous yeah. ones, but. It, it was done so well. Oh, like it was. it was done in such a way that like I wasn't grossed out to watch it or anything. Well, it that's was good. it was like reading a comic book or yeah, you yeah. know, it was just yeah, this kind of like you could have fun being like, ew. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, ugh, everyone is just an asshole. They really are. Yeah. And then as I was writing the word asshole, yeah. One of them called the other an asshole. Like yeah. as I was writing asshole, he was saying asshole, and I'm like, yeah, it's like, it's well, like it's some sort of a, kismet, a consensus here. Yeah. <laughs> they there was one of them that referenced in a in a scene a, a reference to a shopping mall. There's no shopping malls yes. left, and I'm like, yeah, hmm, yeah, that was that, that was a, a big nod? wink. Yeah, Rhodes, the the lead, yeah. like the army guy who's like, this is my show now, and they're like. It's not actually an army operation, but yeah. like you're just here to protect us. And he's like, "Nope, this is my yeah. my show now." Anyway, yeah. he's awful. He and he takes himself way too seriously. Way too seriously. Yes. Um, but he's really handsome. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> he looked like he could be now. Like it didn't look like yeah. He a did lot look of very yeah yeah contemporary. Yeah. Some of the, some of the characters looked like yes, this is 1985. Mm-hmm. He looked like he could be today yes yeah yeah i i did find myself i kept like looking at his hair and i was yeah. like do you have 1985 hair though uh, yeah i feel like his hair needed to be like fluffier for it to be 1985 maybe yeah but i don't think he was worried about being like no no trendy. No, no but yeah it was yeah. very yeah it, he, he had very like he definitely could look like he was from right now i feel like I, my notes are very like like we've gone long periods of time between when I've made yeah, notes and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's good because I was just watching. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like I was just entertained. By yeah. It. it doesn't always have to be like a play by play. It's just like, here's yeah, a conversation about this movie. Like, yeah. Um, so she goes the um, John and I can't remember the other guy's name that, that they live in the kind of the compound out back. Oh, not yeah. In the bunker. I, I, I can't remember um, anyone's fucking terrible name ever. Yeah. names. What's your name? I, I don't know. Who are you? What? I don't, I don't know. Where are we? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they have this trailer and they call it the yeah. Ritz and it's yeah. all set up so like cozy and nice. If it, it felt so much like the, the closer to the end of Dawn of the Dead where yes. they'd all like gotten all that stuff yeah, from the mall totally. and it's like, we don't just live in JCPenney. We brought all this stuff up from JCPenney yeah, and put it in his office. Home. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I was thinking that as, as they were touring through yeah. the Ritz, I'm like, oh, this is just like, but I don't understand quite as much where all this stuff came from because they're like. Yeah, I'm mean, probably just like looted. You see that a yeah. lot in zombie movies where it's yeah. just like, uh, we just like. But they're pretty like relegated to their compound. But I guess they did get out of the helicopter. Yeah, well. yeah. I think they would anyway. like go on runs. It's quite a common thing in zombie movies where like we're going on a run and then like while we were out looking for medicine, I found this like sick, uh, oh, what do you call those really cool chairs? Those, those the like, wicker ones? Yeah. Or it's got a Like a papazon? A papazon, yeah. It's like I found this really sick. Papa's on chair, and I just put um, it in the back of the helicopter. Also, probably I just don't need to overthink that quite so much. But I mean, honestly, I get lost in the weeds <laughs> with stuff. Like, every single time I watch a zombie movie, I'm like, "What are all these ladies doing with their periods?" Yes, <laughs> that's all I ever want to know. I know. I think about that like, kind of I stuff watched, all the time. I watched too. The Walking Dead, and it's like 
you know, at some parts it's like 15 years from when like the zombie thing started. There are no tampons left on yeah. the face of the planet. Like what what are you guys doing? Like yeah. can you can you just give me a little scene of like taking all the rags down to the river? Like what are you doing? I need to know. Well got diva cups. I mean probably Actually, no, that was in The Last of Us. In The Last of Us, there is a scene oh, where, yeah. where they're like, we put out some things for you. And then Ellie's like, so a diva cup is a wild thing to have. <laughs> I started watching that. Yeah? Like half of the first mm. episode. But yeah, I, I, fuck, I love that show. It yeah, is I've so heard so many good things about it. Good. And I'm like, now that my like horizons have been a little broad, yes. I'm going I'm to watch this. So yeah, yeah I started, I like, but I just haven't had much time to like sit and watch anything. Yeah, really, I so. watched like episodes like one to six as they came out. And then because I am who I am, I just forgot to keep watching. So I a do that all week, the time. A couple weeks ago, I finally was like, I'm going to like watch, I'm going to like finish it. So I started from episode one again. I watched <laughs> like, the whole thing in like a week or whatever. And it's like, fuck, this is just such good television. Mm. I love it so much. Nice. Yeah, I, the, the, bit of it that I did watch. I definitely was like getting into it, but then I had to pause it. I think you'll like it because it's not like super like gory horror. Mm. Like there are horror elements, but it's very much about like the people and yeah. their like struggle or whatever. So yeah, you'll have to continue watching it and let me know how you like it. I will for sure. Um, so yeah, when she's at the Ritz with these two guys yeah. that are like the non-toxic asshole type. Yeah. It's quite a long scene and they're talking and they're like disagreeing with each other and arguing, but it's very like calm. Yes. And I was so thankful for that scene because I was so like anxious feeling from all of the yelling and fighting and arguing and stuff. And it was like, oh, it's nice to have just some peaceful conversation. (laughs) They're, they're in the, uh. Finer Things Club with Oscar and Pam at in the office. Totally. <laughs> did they have a fancy teapot? Yes, they did. Uh, anyway, so yeah. yeah, I was I was thankful for that scene. It gave yes. me a little yeah. bit of a, a breather a from all the yes. just fighting and yeah. toxicity. Yeah. Um, we go back to the uh, the bunker and the doctor is working with Bub. Yes. <laughs> which is funny. I call my dog Bub. Oh yeah. Actually, um, I call my cat Bubs. Yeah. All the time. And so, and it never like clicked in my brain until I was watching it the other day. And then I turned to her and I was like, what are you doing, Bubs? And I was like, oh, Bub. Um, yeah. I call Gus Bubs. Yeah. Or Bub or Bubba. Yeah. I always just call him Mr. Gus when I'm at my house. When I'm at your Mr. house. Gus. Mr. Gus. He's got, he has got so many nicknames. Yes, he does. I'm like, is he trying to train the zombies like dogs? And yeah, yeah. pretty much, more or less. Yeah. Here's your um, treat. But then I'm like. Why does the zombie remembering things make me sad? Aww. Like, like, this was a person and there's still that in there somewhere. And this, I think, like, I haven't watched a ton of zombie movies, yeah. but this one definitely, like, we talked in the last one about how, like, it's kind of divisive for zombies to figure out how to use tools yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And this one, I feel like, okay, in the in the previous one, in... Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. I feel like that was like a, we just haven't really thought this through yet. Yeah. Whereas in this one, it was definitely a decision to make yeah. their humanity still in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so I haven't watched really enough zombie movies to, to know if that is common. But like my understanding of zombies is that there is like zero humanity left and they are just on some sort of like primal instinct. Yeah. There's always like... 
not always, but there's quite often like where it's like, no, these are just like primal, like they're all like id, like they're just like yeah, primal walking things. corpses, yeah. Like- but then there's always kind of like this little like side plot of like, but what if they're not? What, yeah. what if I could? Yeah. And like by the end of this, Bub gets really human. Yes. And, yeah. and I was like, we're Bub? Yeah. Because then it like puts, because like I, whenever I watch a zombie movie or a TV show or whatever, it's like, no, like it's just a corpse. Like just fucking put it down. Like there is no saving that. Just kill it. Why are we still debating? Mm. Why are we still talking yeah. about it? fucking put a bullet between its eyes and then it's like then this kind of creeps in and it's like but what if there ends up being a cure yeah then are you a murderer but no i don't think you are i think that you had to defend yourself in the moment that you were in that situation yeah just like you know if somebody with a mental illness is pointing a gun at you you have to defend yourself yes yeah like I think that's taken to a, a unfortunate degree sometimes, but yeah. like there are definitely moments where it's like I would say that is self defense. Yeah, yes. In that moment. Yes, it's very true. And I do feel like no matter what, like how much research or like anything that they have gotten to, at that point, like you have like necrotizing flesh. Like yeah. they are never going to get to like rosy cheeked individuals yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. So And yeah. And the cure is probably years off so yeah you can't yeah you can't you've got to you've got to take care of yourself in that moment i i i personally would not see any moral yeah issue with that um but i do actually right now in my notes have a pause for existential question Uh oh um because here's my question about the zombies now Mm -hmm. they're in a relatively safe compound they've got things figured out they know how to kind of not be terrified of the zombies all the time. Yeah. So presumably most of humanity has been wiped out by these zombies. So these are like the few people left that are, they're going to have to like maybe repopulate the earth. Yeah. At Uh, one point I think Dr. Logan says it's like one to 400,000, like one human for 400,000 zombies. So yeah. If you're safe in the compound Mm -hmm. and there are zombies coming at you. Yeah. And everybody else in the world that's not in the compound is a zombie. Yeah. There is an end to how many zombies there will be. There is a limit to how many zombies can exist. Yes. So, like, if you had enough ammunition and stuff, presumably you could stay in your safe little place. They're all going to find their way to you because they find their way to the living people. Yeah. So they're all going to find their way to you. Yeah. And you could presumably... Kill them all and there would be an end to it. Yes. And then you'd have the whole planet to fix and repopulate. Yeah. Like I, yes, I totally know what you mean. I I think about this a lot because as we know, I just like finished like smashing all of the walking dead. So I've like... (laughs) 2024 i don't care how fucking passe it is 2024 is like the fucking year of the zombie i just the more i watch the more i want like just give me fucking ghouls tearing (laughs) like flesh off of people's bones it's all i want 24 7 there's probably something wrong with me i'm okay with that i mean (laughs) where do we start yeah um so i think about this a lot like when i was watching the walking dead where some parts were like you know 15 years on it's Mm -hmm. like how are there still so many zombies but it's because 
you don't just have people in an underground bunker in Florida. You have them on There's a farm in pockets. Pennsylvania. You have yeah. them here. So, you know, maybe these people at, in the bunker are being like super safe, but like the people in like the farm in Pennsylvania yeah. are like, I'm just going to go, you know, to the next town over. And then they get bitten and then they come back and, and, and then people but have it, babies. Those are all and, pretty small pockets though. I feel like eventually they would all become zombified. So then think about it this way. So in the United States, because I did look up this fact the other day, like what the what was the like population of the states at the time this came out? And I think it was 240 million. I think that was the like mid-80s uh, population of the states. So I think the thing that I looked up was, you know, what would what would that mean people to zombies as actual numbers? And I think they said there's about 500 humans left in the states. And then 200, two, almost 250 million zombies. Mm-hmm. There are not enough bullets for that. Like, they're, like I feel, I don't want to be like, it's impossible. Why, you know, why yeah. try? You can't win. But like, that's a lot. Yeah. So I feel like you wouldn't be able to like rid the world or like rid the country of zombies. I just feel like there's so many at that point. Yeah logistically i get that but like hypothetically i just feel like at some point there would come a point where there are no more new zombies no more new zombies unless but you know no more new zombies but then a dwindling number of humans as well yeah at which point yeah it's like well what's the point well yeah what's the point is my whole philosophy (laughs) on this Anyway. Yeah, and then and then it's like, what is causing? We're getting real in the weeds right now. You're gonna feel sad that you ever fucking asked. <laughs> what what is causing the zombie virus? If right. you want to look at it this way, is it an airborne thing that is still in the air, or is it NASA? Never a straight answer. <laughs> or is it, <laughs> hang on, my my, uh, my fucking tinfoil hat fell off here. <laughs> So I've never heard that. That's awesome. Oh, Henry Zabrowski from last podcast on the left says that all the time. That's never so a straight great. answer, NASA. Um, so if it's an airborne virus and it is in the air right now, everyone has this virus. Yeah. It only like rears its ugly head or whatever once you die mm. and then you don't stay dead. So, so you even if you aren't killed by a zombie, every, you might. Yes. And that is kind of the belief with a lot of movies. Okay. So you could rid, say you, the United States of every single zombie. And then say Canada really had their shit together. We could And dream, we built whatever. that wall. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. DeSantis got fucking elected <laughs> and he built a fucking wall and the Canadians paid for it. And so, okay. yeah, I'll fucking help you right now. So then we came down and we're like, okay, let's clear out the United States and let's make super Canada. So then everyone in Canada comes down. We like take off our masks or whatever. And we're like, now we're, we're breathing this American air. (laughs) Anyone even listening to this anymore, but you know, and then they get, they get infected and then it starts all over again. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's very, I mean, we see it with COVID. Like we see the numbers mm-hmm. go right down to almost nothing. And then we're like sick. We're all better. And then the numbers just skyrocket 
all over again. Humans are fucking stupid. Well, absolutely. And trying to like keep them like, don't do that thing. That thing's real fucking dangerous. And it's like, you know what? I'll put my head in the fire if I want to. You can't tell me not to. So (laughs) I feel like I'm a very hopeful person, but when it comes to like eradicating zombies, it's like, I think it's a losing battle. Yeah. I definitely think it's a losing battle. It was just a, you know, a thought experiment. Like could... In theory, if you had enough ammunition, and also I do think there is probably 250 million bullets in the United States. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, but like... like hundreds of millions, probably. Getting, getting to it. Getting them, yes. Yeah, yes. Um, okay. Anyway, sorry. Back yes. to the movie. It was just like, yeah. My mind was spiraling no, on that. No. Okay, so back in the movie land mm-hmm. now, the... the Zombies that they've been trying to corral to be specimens to do their experiments on. Yeah. Um, they're they're rounding up another round of them and the BDSM collar that they're using breaks. <laughs> yes. And one bites Miguel, who is like Sarah's boyfriend-ish. I, I don't, don't really know. know that he's actually her boyfriend. I think they're just friends and men and women can't be friends. Yeah. So he's like meatheads are like oh, I, that's your boyfriend i for a long time was thinking that that's what it was that they were just people that got along and everybody's yeah. like oh it's your boyfriend but then he was in her room on her bed at one yeah point, so i don't know anyway yeah so he gets bit yes and uh she chases him down they find their way to the ritz again yeah and Knocks him out and then, like, grabs a machete and just whacks off his arm. Yeah. Like, not a second of hesitation. Just boom. Done. And then she gets a torch and she cauterizes it. Yeah. And I'm like, she is badass. She is, yeah. Um, And I'm like, does that work? Just In theory, in a lot of different, like, movies and series and stuff, it does. If you, like, catch it Mm. soon enough. Well, and even they they were saying, like, I don't know if I caught it in time. This is, like... We'll give him a chance, but it might, yes. we, we know that it might not work. Yeah. But I was like, oh, wow. Because, yeah, when she pulled the machete out, I thought she was going to just chop off his head and be yeah. done with him. Yeah. Like, he's, he's doomed, yeah. so let's put him out of his misery yeah. kind of thing. This movie is actually, like, really well acted. Yeah. Especially in comparison to the other ones, which, mm-hmm. again, products of their yeah. time, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But, like, I thought the acting was really, really good. Yeah, it's... I feel like the acting is better in the second half of the movie than it is in the mm. first half. Yeah, in yeah. The, in the first they half, it is just very, like, everyone's yelling every single line, and it's like, what the... Like, I watched it on my lunch break yesterday. Or not on my lunch break, but I put it on at lunchtime, then I just mm. let it run while I yeah. was working. And I was like, fuck, do they just yell every fucking they line? Like, the yell. first half was like, stop yelling! I Yeah. But even the yelling, even... It was a really, like authentic dynamic i think like people stuck in a bunker like that together like i do feel like you know you've got the um steel and pritchard or picard what i can't remember yeah i know what you're talking about though rickles rickles yes picard yeah yeah um captain picard had this like horsing around like douchey kind of energy yeah yeah and it felt, yeah, and then there was there was Rhodes who just took himself too seriously. Yeah. And then there were all the more scientific people. Yeah. It did, like, even though they were yelling and they were being awful, it felt a little improvised. Like, I fe- mm. like some of their, like, banter between Steele yeah. and, yeah. and Rickles. Yeah. Um, 
That did See, that did it, feel very Yeah. It felt very like over the top at the same time as being authentic. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cuz like cause, you could or, believe that they were just over the top kind of people. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, so yeah, I just I I thought that uh I was like as I were like almost at the end and I'm like, you know, really like the acting in this is is quite good. Nice. I thought so. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and then I'm like, oh, we've got a few nice slurs. This is where the the slurs, like, yeah. we had swear words and just people, like, bashing each yeah, other and stuff. Yeah. But then, like, towards the end of the movie, we got yeah. a lot of, a lot of yeah. actual racial slurs. Yeah, like the, like, like the, the S word for, like, Latin American people. Yeah. I have not heard that word I since, know. like, the 90s. It's like, oh, fuck, people used to say that all the fucking all time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Miguel is, he's at the Ritz, recovering from his amputation. Yes. And John is down there with him. Everybody else is, like, gone to try yeah. and get supplies or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's laying on the couch and he's got, like, a tea towel on his forehead. Yeah. And it's bone dry. Like, yeah. if you're, yeah. if you're, like, trying to care for somebody who is ill, you've got, like, a cold, wet yeah, towel. Yeah. And it's just bone dry and it, like, slips off his head and it just... It's just a silly little detail that I noticed. It's almost like he's like, you know, I've always seen on TV that you have to put a towel on someone's head. So, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's like whenever you hear like, someone's going to have, give birth any minute. Boil, Boil some, some water. water. Get some towels. What do we do with that? I don't fucking know. Make tea. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh, is Bub about to escape? Yep. Bub yeah. escapes. Um, we kind of descend into some chaos where um, roads essentially kicks Sarah and John and the other guy whose name I can't remember out. And they're like kind of going through these tunnels and they're fighting some zombies and like the best kill of the whole movie is the shovel in the mouth that like cuts the head in half. I'm like, Oh, that, that was a badass. The best like, zombie kill yeah, yeah. okay yes the best kill is yet to come as far as i'm concerning um, as far as i'm concerned like the best like just on screen yeah, yeah 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 the best zombie death though was definitely the shovel yeah severing for sure yes it wasn't decapitating it was like through the mouth yeah straight in yeah. half and i'm like oof. <laughs> i'm curious to see if like are you thinking roads oh the, fuck yeah. Okay. yeah yeah that is so good the, way the one does. just before him where they just pull the guy's head straight off that's good too it was pretty good yeah. too but yeah Rhodes was yeah and anyway, we'll get there yeah and I, I just have a oh shit miguel <laughs> i guess bub getting out was the least of their worries yeah no doubt and then um Rhodes kills the doctor who now bub has yeah. bonded with and he's all sad when he finds his body and i'm like oh sad zombie I know. yeah um, yeah it's it's a really interesting like what a situation they've set up there where it's like, do I feel bad for this Yeah, totally. Zombie? Like, because I think that we've also established before where it's like zombies aren't bad. Yes. They're just a product of nature. Yeah. It's like if a tiger kills you, exactly. a tiger isn't bad. Tiger's just going to tiger. Yeah. It's just the same tiger's as zombies. Gonna tiger. Yeah, tiger's going to tiger. Um, yeah. So anyway, I was like, oh, a sad zombie. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to, okay, now Miguel has let all the zombies into the, the bunker. Yeah. And 
fighting for their lives and there's a kind of a point where they just all go like well this is this is yep, happening this i'm is gonna it. shoot as many as i can yep. while i go down absolutely but, uh, yeah um so th- there's the one that i just referenced where they just like literally like pull a head off that was pretty great. They, they they treat the head like a fucking bowling ball almost. And you can see the one zombie has like his, yeah, his yeah. fingers like in, in his the eyeballs. Eye yeah. yeah. Oh. So the, good. The gore in this movie was so good. Mm-hmm. Like it really was so good. Um, it was like gory and gross, but watchable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if this that makes one, sense. <laughs> yeah, this one again, uh, makeup effects were done by Tom Savini. Mm. And I can't remember if I mentioned it in the last episode when we talked about Dawn of the Dead. But um, Tom Savini was a war photographer and he went to Vietnam. Mm. So a lot of the effects that you see in a lot of the movies that he works on, I he's like, he saw I've, real, I've seen this shit yeah, in real life. Recreating. This is what that looks like. Ooh. Yeah. Gulp. Yeah. Um, so we see the, the one guy's head get pulled off and then we see Rickles' death scene, which yeah. was also a good one. Or just um, a sign of the cross with the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now we're kind of watching some zombies trying to find the rest of the people. And I thought I'd seen a clown zombie in yep. an earlier scene. And then we see really clearly a clown zombie. And I'm like, yeah, I dig that. Yes. I, I love when the zombies aren't just like people. Yeah. They Cause have like, cause it's personalities. Like this, like, this you can see where it happened when you were at football practice. Yeah. And when you were at a birthday party as a clown, a clown yeah and when you were like in curlers in your house dressed yeah and, yeah um but the clown one was definitely yeah the, the clown best. one was good yes uh, i feel like okay so now almost everybody is whittled down mm-hmm. um and Rhodes kind of turns around a, a hall and you see like this shot where he's centered in it and there's all these hands. And I know I've seen that image before. Oh, I'm okay. sure I've seen yeah. that image before, but it was so, I loved that so shot. So iconic. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, we see his death scene and they're like, um, he's conscious for a lot longer than yes. I would think that he yes. should be when his body is literally torn apart. Yeah. But I love him. Choke on it. Yeah. 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 It, it it was a it was a very satisfying death scene because there was nobody wanted to see die more than oh, him and he sure. was like one yes. of the last ones, and it was so I, I just actually wrote a note that just said perfectly gory like For, yeah. there was just the perfect amount of gore so good yeah uh, even though some of the entrails were very clearly like sausage links yeah they were pig intestines oh. Which is what sausage, sausage like. yes, essentially. Um, I guess they had like worked with like a local butcher shop, and they're like, "Here's like a big like crate of intestines," yeah. and they had kept them like on set, like in a fridge mm. or whatever. And one night, the custodians came in and they unplugged the fridge. Oh no! And so like all Everything that meat was just like, and I guess like everyone got like physically ill. Like it was just, I think I think the guy that played Rhodes said like, "I can still smell them to this day." Oh my god! Like just nasty Um, nasty nasty there was one specific shot where i saw like entrails kind of dropping down and it was like actual like you could see where the sausage links were tied like yeah yeah. Yeah. and it it looked like you know when you see a cartoon that has like it almost looks like a balloon on the one end and then the links that's exactly what it looked like yeah um do you want to hear a story about my experience with rancid meat yes i do because then i also have a story and i was hoping that we could Okay. Share our disgusting, disgusting stories. Yes. Well, I have like two notes left here okay. and then I'll tell yeah, you my that sounds disgusting good. Okay. story. 
Okay, so <laughs> earlier in the movie, John, who's like the Jamaican guy, and he's kind of very like ethereal. He's like yes. he's like mystical black man. Like yes, that's a very, very much a trope, much right? So. Yes. Um, he talks about like if he had his way, he would just find an island and just lay on the beach for yeah as long as he had. Hundred percent. Right? Like, just yeah. kind of accept my fate, but enjoy yeah. it while it yeah. while I can. Um, so. <laughs> I had a split second that I was about to be real pissed off because Sarah like startles herself awake mm-hmm. and I'm like, was this all a fucking dream? Oh yeah. No, they're on the beach. That, yes. Yeah. So yes. the three of them are the only ones that escape the silo in the, in the whirly bird. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they're on a beach. So presumably, I don't know, they're, they're probably going to get zombied pretty soon, but they're yeah. laying on a beach yeah. for now, yeah. enjoying Enjoy it. it while you can. Yeah, but it definitely had a moment of like, is this a, this was all a dream? Oh, yeah. Um, that actor that plays John, I was like interested in like finding out more about him and I couldn't find any like, like why is this character the way they are kind of thing because the actor was born and raised in Detroit. Oh, really? He's just, it's like, why, why did you, why... Like, I don't know. I think it's different because, like, sometimes you get, like, an American actor will play, like, an English person with, like, yeah. a British accent. But it just, I don't know. It just seemed different and weirder to be, like, you have to be Jamaican in this. I have a theory. Okay. Because they wanted him to be this, like, laid-back, chill personality that wasn't all intense like the others. And, and a Jamaican is what people think of that's that's what, how people think of jamaicans is ever enough uh anyway so yeah that was really it for my notes um so the reason i was so excited to talk about this one yeah. because i feel like it might surprise you how much i loved this movie awesome yeah nice. i i would like all the fighting and arguing and stuff especially at the beginning and just all the dialogue yelled mm-hmm. Took it down like maybe one mark for me, but okay. I I really enjoyed watching yeah? this movie, and I gave it eight out of ten zombie clowns. Oh, I love it! Yeah, that's awesome. Like, it almost would have been a nine. Yeah, if if it had just been a little less uncomfy with all the okay the yelled dialogue yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome! <laughs> I like that. Um, trying to see if I have any other uh. Fun facts. This was actually banned in several locations oh, really? for like ages um, because of the gore and the Well, violence. it's like, because I watched it on YouTube. Oh, okay. And it, uh, it asked me if I wanted to proceed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched it on like the Roku channel or on mm. Tubi or something like that. But yeah, I get that sometimes when I'm watching like certain things. Yeah. Where, like you have to actually like click okay. So like, like, yes, you can play do this. Do I need a grown up to watch oh, this? interesting. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me actually. Hmm, yeah. Um, and then uh, Tom Savini actually won the 1985 Saturn Award for Best Makeup Design. So there was one when all the zombies were in the silo, there was one that I'm like, oh, there was a little makeup mix up there because the head is all gray. But then I think maybe the costume was changed or something because there's like a lot of like just normal skin color. Okay. And you get it for like a split second. Oh, interesting. And I was going to write, oh, some of the zombie makeup is suspect. And I actually had it written down and I scratched it out because I'm like, it was just that one. I think that was just a... 
continuity oh, error. Just like maybe. a blink and you miss it kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And then um, one of the actors who, who was just like a – he was one of the army guys who kind of like died about halfway through. We only had a few lines. It was like one of the younger blonde army guys mm-hmm. is actually Gregory Nicotero who uh, does a lot of makeup effects. Mm, and yeah, I've heard that the, name uh, for sure. Associate producer or executive producer mm. for The Walking Dead. I um, – yeah, you've definitely mentioned him previously. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. Want my disgusting, disgusting, disgusting stories. Let's go. So, my first house when I moved in, there was a giant deep freeze Mm -hmm. that was like left in the basement. That I'm sure the basement had been actually built around. Like, does your current house not also have? It did. That one. That one was removed in one piece. This one that was in my first house Mm -hmm. um, had. To be like, we had to use like a sawzall and cut it into pieces together. Whoa! Um, but it, in theory, worked. Uh-huh. I didn't. It was huge and like old and not energy efficient. And yeah. I never had that much yeah. groceries that yeah. I ever needed to um, keep it plugged in. So for the yeah. most part, it wasn't plugged in. But I had at one point in time been given a whole bunch of wild meat from my grandpa, mm. and my little fridge freezer didn't fit at yeah. all. So I plugged it in and I put that in. So I had this great big coffin deep freeze. With, yeah. You know how they have like the, the one basket that kind of slides yes. back and yeah. forth. That, that was full of meat and that's all that was oh. in the whole thing. <laughs> well, I went downstairs one day to get a piece, a package of ground moose to make yeah. chili or something. Yeah. And I just kind of. With one hand, flipped open the the door of, like, the lid and slid my hand in. I didn't open it all the way. Just enough to get my hand in and reach into the bag because that's all that was in there. I I didn't need to look at it. And I don't know how long the freezer had been out, but I stuck my hand into rotten, rancid, thawed-out ground moose meat. Yeah, I can still smell it. Barf on a cracker. Yikes. It was, yeah. I did Ugh. almost barf. So. Nice. Yeah, oh, not nice. Great. Nasty, I meant. Uh, well, when I lived in Alberta and I was in design school, um, I went to uh, – technically, like, Lethbridge College was, like, a, a technical school. Like, yeah. a kind of like a trade school. Like, yeah. there were lots of, like, trades. And there was also lots of, like – it was very much a school where, like, go here to get a job. Yes. Um, don't know what happened to me. But anyway. <laughs> well – Lots of people. Yeah. So, um, and what you were taking was a trade. It just wasn't, you yes. know, like a traditional, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Pulling wrenches kind of trade. Yeah. It was very much, it was a lot more hands on than if I had decided to go to, like, say, like Ryerson or like yeah. somewhere down east. Like, yeah. it was very, like, a practical le- apply. Learn, learn the business of fashion through, like, sitting at an industrial sewing machine, yeah. which I think was, like, definitely like the education that I needed. Yeah. But I digress. Um, so a lot of like the fashion design classes were all in one, like kind of floor, every kind of like of this one building it was the cousins building. And on the, th- on the fourth floor was all like the fashion design stuff. But then on the third floor was environmental sciences. And so it was a lot of like, um, dealing with like animals in their environment. And there was a lot of like taxidermy that went mm-hmm. on and just stuff like that. They always had like, would like make fun of us like we were just like the basket weaving class <laughs> and sometimes they came upstairs when like we would actually be 
like learning about like different weaves of fabric. And so we would do these exercises where it's like take these strips of paper and like do like a satin weave and a basket weave. Yeah. And they're like, you're actually doing basket weaving today. And it's like, <laughs> we do other things too. So they would often quite, quite often have like fridges and deep freezers full of animals. So they could either like study it or do yeah. whatever, whatever they do. I don't yeah. know, whatever. But there, there were quite often a lot of specimens on hand and went away for Christmas break one time. And I think it was in my first year and the, um, the power went out in the building and no big deal. Classes aren't in session. Who cares? It's, it's not a, it's not an emergency. So maybe it was out for a day. Maybe it was out for a couple of days. Lights come back or the, the power comes back on and then, you know, no one's around till maybe after New Year's. And then they come in and it's like, what fucking died in here? Oh my everything, God. everything fucking died in Ooh. here. And so, you know, the third floor, like, I don't even think they like used the third floor for like weeks Ugh. afterwards. And then we went up to the fourth floor where we were and we were kind of only like a half floor because there was a big like kind of, mez- it was like, we were like a mezzanine level kind yeah. of thing. And, and yeah, like you come in and you go like up the elevator. So you're not really like out in the building until you get off the elevator. And then it's like, what the f- And like, it like dissipated by the time yeah. we got in class. Yeah. And it was like, what is that smell? And it's like, oh. Here's what happened over Christmas break. And it was, and it was like hardly a smell by the time we got there, but I, I could not imagine being there like on day one. It was so bad. Have I ever told you my ultimate story of smelling no. decomposing flesh? Oh my God. Human flesh? Yeah. No. What, really? Yeah. Tell me. I just got <laughs> way too excited. Oh my God. This is a really sad story. Oh, okay. I'm sorry for getting so excited. Um... Not personally sad, I didn't know them, but uh, my first ever apartment building, there was like a while where our hallway in the apartment building got like smelly and smellier and smellier to the point where you had to like cover your face to go through the hallway. And we were on like the top floor of the building and yeah, I'd have to like cover my face to get, and we had, they had like contractors in trying to figure out where the smell was coming from. They ripped apart the laundry room. They thought it was maybe like sewer gas or something. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. And it was actually a little old man who lived by himself in the suite right next to the laundry room. Oh, wow. Um, And he had just presumably died peacefully, but he didn't have any family or friends looking for him, missing him or anything. And, uh, yeah, so they apparently had to, like, gut, like, down, like, rip everything, everything out of that yeah because that, that smell so. just gets into everything yeah yeah so yeah i came home one day and my boyfriend that i was living with at the time was like so they found the smell and it was bad enough smelling it not knowing what it was but oh, then once yeah. you knew what it was yeah, it was like, like oh jesus yeah it was really sad this oh, poor little yeah. man and i had like seen him around oh, and oh yeah. yeah 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 and he was just this sweet little old man and i was like that's so sad. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Oh. So. All right. P-A, yeah, so I'm man. intimately familiar with what a decomposing Oof. Like. Yikes, dude. That's. Yeah. yeah and I it mean, was like over a week. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, touch wood. I've never had to encounter a dead body that wasn't dead for more than like a couple of hours. Yeah. Or like embalmed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I think. The, the oldest dead body I've ever encountered would be, like, my mom's, who was, like, dead for maybe a couple of hours by the yeah. time we got there. But, yeah. 
that's uh, oh god a week yeah it was brutal oh poor guy well on that note yeah (laughs) moving on to uh (laughs) to something oh dear all right so my trilogy was the never-ending story I feel like, um, oh, I feel lots of things. Um, <laughs> oh, I got feelings running all through me. <laughs> you know, with the with the zombie movies, it was like increasing returns, okay, never-ending yeah. story, maybe diminishing, diminishing returns. returns. Yeah. So as I was watching this the other night, yes, I was like. I know I've seen this, yeah, but I have no recollection of any of the. This is bananas, and B A N A N A S. I was like watching it, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh! I feel so bad right now. Like this is this is truly a she's not going to be able to get this time back moment. And I even texted you and said like, you might want to watch it on like 1.5 speed so you uh, get through it quicker. <laughs> Dude, literally, I had to pause this movie several times just to like... Just to regroup? Just to take, literally, and like take in what I was watching. So... And it's so funny, just before you go on talking about like the diminishing returns, because like we just previously watched Never Ending Story Part 2, and I was listening to an episode of Last Podcast on the Left the other day, and it was like the most recent episode or whatever, and they were talking about something and halfway through and he goes well you know you've seen like never ending story part two and i was like oh it's so weird that he brings that up and henry's See, that's like my yeah. things that are happening in my universe and uh and henry's like uh oh yeah I, I remember i saw that movie as a kid and he's like well it's just like these creatures who do this thing and i was like i don't remember <laughs> at all then I, then i tried really hard i was like never ending story two never ending story two what the fuck happened in that movie yeah, I don't, I don't even know, know if I yeah. I don't even know if I could tell you. And this one the same. I'm like, I, I I feel like I feel like I blocked it out maybe. I was not expecting anything in this movie. Every single scene was a new Wow, that's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> There's rocks rocking out. Oh my god. Oh my oh it's Let's get into it. So, yeah, we're talking about the never-ending story three here. So, it was released in 1994, written by... Okay, so it's written by Jeff Lieberman, Karen Howard, and Michael End, Mm -hmm. who Michael End is the one who wrote the book for the never-ending story. And I probably could have spent some more time... But this this did not deserve too much research. Um, But I don't feel like Michael End is probably thrilled to be credited with anything to do with this, because the first two installments were the first and second half yes, of the book yes i don't think this actually had any, i think they probably had to credit him because it, he's the source material yeah but this isn't actually part of his writing I okay anyway it was uh directed by peter mcdonald it stars jason james richter do you recognize what he was from yes but no free willy i've never seen free willy oh that's another, I think there's a Free Willy trilogy that probably oh, would have. fuck. I, I've I only don't seen know, the first one, but anyway. Uh, Melody Kay and Jack Black. Yeah. Which there's some interest, there's an interesting fact. I about. can't fucking wait. Um, it, had a, it had a budget of $17 million. Okay. And it grossed five. 
dollars. <laughs> One person saw it. Five million, yeah. And that was Oof. all in like Europe. Yeah. This movie was really hard to research. Really? Yeah. Because everyone was like, we don't talk about Never Ending Story 3. <laughs> Pretty much. Because Rotten Tomatoes had a user score of 26%, but okay. it had no tomato oh, okay. meter. Metacritic wanted nothing to do with it. There was no, like, official reviews that I could find anywhere. Um, so I have a handful of user reviews that I want to read you. Okay. <laughs> So these are all IMDb yeah, user reviews. Yeah. And it went on for pages oh, yeah. of, of these, exactly yeah. what these ones are saying. But I picked out some of my favorites. Okay. Uh, an insult to the series. Oh. Quite frankly, it sucked. Well. This movie was awful. Easily one of the worst movies I have ever seen. So bad, it's bad. <laughs> the never-ending story, three, has rightly earned its place among IMDb voters as the 79th worst movie of all time. It's so bad that in writing this review, I risk making it sound like it's worth watching. <laughs> sort of like Plan 9 from Outer Space, I assure you this film is in no way in the Ed Wood category of being so incompetently done that it becomes enjoyable to watch. Oh, Plan 9 is actually worth watching, though. Well, but that's what he's saying. Like, yeah. you know, Plan 9 is so bad it's good. Yeah, and this yeah. is just like... this so bad. This, doesn't live in that category. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. Do you remember when we went to see Mano's Hands of Fate at Absolute Dreck? Dude, I think about watching that movie so many times. <laughs> at least like <clears throat> once a month, it comes up in my in my memory. Yeah, I think about like, it. Oh, often I remember too. when we went to see Mano's Hands of Fate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those moviegoers who take pleasure in seeing cinematic disasters should be forewarned about this one, lest they never again be able to erase from their memory Rockbiter's gravelly voice version of Born to be Wild, played in a video sequence early in the film and again during the credits. It's... I just... <laughs> okay, one more. This movie does belong in a class by itself, even worse than utterly terrible. I have been an aficionado of bad movies for quite a long time, adoring those movies which only a group of friends... And many drinks makes enjoyable. This movie was, in fact, so amazingly bad that I could not watch it past the first half hour. <laughs> the only, like, somewhat good reviews I could find were like, Hey, cool, Jack Black. Yeah, right? So on Variety, mm -hmm. it said, When I saw there was a third entry in the NeverEnding Story franchise, I was taken aback. Not only was I unaware that they ever made another one, but I couldn't see how it got made. The second movie sucked harder than a vacuum, so the fact that someone got it in their head to make another installment is baffling. Since it's a movie I've been asked to review, I feared that The NeverEnding Story 3 was going to follow in the footsteps of the other films aimed at children I had to review, which is to say I was sure it was going to be absolutely terrible. It turned out... Uh, it really sucks that I turned out to be right. <laughs> anyway, so after all that, I do only have a few fun facts because, okay. like... Nobody gave a shit about writing anything. there's fucking yeah. fun about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't you try to give me a synopsis? I got halfway through writing the synopsis and I was like, yeah, I feel good about this. And then I was like, but like, then what? <laughs> so, in the third installment of The NeverEnding Story, Bastion's dad has remarried and they're moving in with a new stepmom and stepsister. In the first hour of his first day at his new school, Bastion gets on the bad side of the school bullies, a group known as the Nasties. 
Bastion escapes to the library, which is somehow headed up by Mr. Coriander now, and finds the never-ending storybook. The Nasties also discover the book and the power of the Aran. All the creatures of Fantasia find their way to Earth, and Bastion needs to help them while also hiding them from the adults. Falcor, Rockbiter Jr., Barky the Tree... <laughs> Hijinks ensue, but eventually Bastion gets all the creatures back to Fantasia, his family lives in harmony, and the bullies turn into nerds. High fives! So, in researching this movie, I did find that there has been a remake of the first one oh. that was like a made-for-TV. Okay. Um, and there is, I think, a never-ending story for somewhere. Anytime I ever Google, I also have found... I think a TV series. I think Tales so. Tales of the yeah. Ending Story yeah. or something. There's been a few different offshoots and it's like, People why? be thirsty just, for this for just, some reason. You know, and then I think sometimes like, what could they do today with this story? Like, yeah. But it's like, just, he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, okay. So I should save this for the end because it's, it's. The best fact, but I okay. just, I got to get it off my chest. Now. Okay. So Jack Black signed on to this movie because he was a huge fan of the original. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. He was so unhappy with how this film turned out that he refused to even discuss it in interviews for years wow. after. Yeah. So. Yeah. He must have filmed this like <clears throat> right around. Okay. Do you know, was this filmed in Vancouver as well? I'm not sure. Because he must have filmed this right around the time as when he appeared in that X-Files episode. Oh. So he must have been like just like working a lot in Vancouver at the maybe. time. Because he was, it was like maybe the first season of the X-Files mm. that Jack Black was on. Like one of my favorite episodes. I never, I watched a few episodes of the X-Files. My sister was obsessed with it. So, so good. I watched a few episodes like as she was watching, but I never watched it myself. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's good television. You should watch it. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Come on, do it. Well, let's pull the Band-Aid. I can't wait. Okay. So I'm watching the uh, the credits, and I'm, like, kind of seeing all the names come up, and I'm like, Jack Black? Like, that's a pretty common name, though. Like, maybe it's just another yeah. dude named Jack Black. And then I was like, Tony Robinson is in this? Like, what? what is, what am I in for here? Like, <laughs> what, what is going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then I liked how it said, based on the characters of yes. Michael End. And it's like, so there's not a lot of story going. It's no. like, it's like, well, we have a Falcor, we have a Bastion. But do we even have a Falcor? Oh my God. What? I, oh, I have so many. In my notes, I, I, I was like writing and it's like every single one of my notes is a question. <laughs> I, I don't have the answer <laughs> to any of them. Um, I do know though. That as much as it hurts my heart to say this, these are Jim Henson puppets. I know. I remember, like, well, and in the credits, too, it said, like, from the, like, based in part, or, like, worked, this yeah, is partly the Jim from, Henson workshop. Yeah, 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 and it's, like, there's a couple that I could see were kind of Jim Henson-y, yeah. but, like, yeah, we will get into it, but I'm just, like, why, why? Yeah. So the whole thing feels extremely Canadian. Yes. Like, yeah. it feels like, 
there's a whole bunch of shows that came on when we were like 9, 10, 11, 12. I can't even think of like what shows they were, but I guarantee you we all watched them. They were either on like CBC or YTV. It would be something like Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. Or... I watched Ghost Rider a lot, actually. Yeah. Or like... um. I mean, I guess kind of Are You Afraid of the Dark? But even I feel like the production values on Are You Afraid of the Dark is higher than this. But like lots of shows like that. I can't. I, can't, I meant to Google and see like what kind of shows I'm thinking there of. There was but. one that I think was on CBC mm-hmm. that I want to say was called The Odyssey. Yes. Yeah. The, Where it, like a kid was in a coma and mm-hmm. yeah, th- that's the one that comes to my mind. Yeah. It, it, it felt like a lot of shows, like kind of like sci-fi light yeah mysterious if people had sci-fi on zero budget yeah if people had to like teleport they would like rotoscope like the the like the character and just put like tv snow over them and then like bring them back into frame in like another location like that's this all felt very much like yes yeah yeah so it's like I will I will like defend Canadian cinema to the day I die. Like so many people are like, oh, you can tell it's Canadian because it sucks, and it's like Canadian TV and movies do have a very certain like style about yeah. them, which There's I a enjoy. Vibe. But this kind of like style of Canadian filmmaking, this is why they make fun of us, right? <laughs> so they're moving into this new or not new house but bastion and his dad are moving into his new wife's house and yeah the, this his bastion's stepsister is there and she's talking to her mom and she's like i don't know why they have to like move here or why we have to like you know be happy that they're moving here you're just gonna get divorced again and it's like okay nicole calm down <laughs> yeah, a little snot that house mm-hmm. is uh in happy gilmore that's the house that the grandma. I don't know if you've ever watched Happy Gilmore. It's an Adam Sandler movie, so I don't... There, there was, like, a very, like, small frame of time when I did enjoy Adam Sandler. Yeah. So I have seen that. Uh, so, yeah, the house that he's trying to, like, save uh-huh. that his grandma's going to get kicked out of. That's yeah. the, the same house that... Oh, yeah. interesting. Wow. With the older sister, this Nicole, she seems like she's, like, this aloof, like, too cool like oh bastion's my stupid stepbrother yeah he's so lame and it's like but she's a little dork like if you look at her it's like but you're not cool yeah like there's just something about her where it's like like before anything else happened like i looked at her and it's like i can tell you're not one of the popular girls yeah like you have a higher social standing than bastion but like but that's not fucking hard. anyone does yeah it was just there's something about her where it's like yeah, you're not cool like, yeah you're not i don't know what you're all high and mighty about because because you're not so special. Yourself. You're not so special. Yeah. There's something about everything in this movie. But um, there's something about Jane, who is the stepmom. Yeah. Where it's like... Her, her voice? Yes. That was literally my note. It's like, did no one ever teach her in acting school how to, like, control the volume of her voice? And what, like, a, like I'm calling up the stairs. Instead, it's like... I can't even like. Yeah, no. Bastion, you have to get up to go to school now. It's like, what? Have you ever like interacted with a human being before? Are you an android? <clears throat> maybe, maybe, maybe that's the plot twist. Maybe that's what we find out in Neverending Story 4. Fuck, I don't want to. No, no. 
No, no. I don't even know if you can find it on it. Good. Let's not ever I, try no, to look for it. No. And then my next note in all caps is just Jack fucking Black. Like it's literally <laughs> Jack Black is in this movie. Jack Black and his unibrow. Yes, that's like what? sorry, I gotta shut up. Why? Because for a while I was like, oh, it's just the way they're filming him. It's like because they always film him with these very like overhead sinister, lights, so, like, under, kinda, so they yeah. can like cast all these shadows on his head, so on his face. So it's like okay, they're just like the shadow makes it look like he has a unibrow, and then like in other shots, it's like no, he just has a unibrow for yeah. some reason. It's like. Because then I started thinking, like, does Jack Black just have a unibrow? Is this a thing? He might. But, yeah, I. <clears throat> it was so pronounced, though, because it's not like it was when, I watch, when I watch anything else with him in it, it's not like I'm like, oh, yep, there's his unibrow. Like, it and never... he's not someone who strikes you as, like, a vain person who's going to worry about, like, waxing yes. his eyebrows. Yeah, 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 exactly. This was, like, the shortest I've ever seen his hair. Right? It was like, yeah. oh, your hair's all buzzed. And then... The other people in his group, the other members of the Nasties, um, there's the dude that has a death lock who is just clearly a 30-year-old man. <laughs> like, like the other ones could, like, maybe pass for, like, oh, we've, you know, because they, they say, you know, how many times are you going to repeat the 12th grade yeah. or whatever. So, like, you know, they're they're a little, you know, a little bit too old for high school. But the dude with the death lock is clearly 30 years old. And it's, like, it's time for them to just mercy pass you. And right. Maybe yeah. you just stop coming to this building full of children. Right. They're just, like, insane, though. Like, this is... So I said, you know, we have... Um, I found a couple of, like, parallels mm-hmm. for our movies. And the one that I decided that the parallel for our movies is, everyone is just yelling! Yeah. Because that's all the nasties do. Is they, yeah. They're just fucking nasty, and they just yell everything. And it's, like... It's such a... Like, trope of, like, the bad guys, where it's, like, Jack Black is the leader, then, like, everyone else that he leads are just, like, fucking idiots. Yes. And it's just, like, why don't we go crazy and do this thing? Yeah! And they're just, like, yelling about it and yeah. cheering, and it's, like, oh, my God. Calm down. Just just sit down. <laughs> I never understood why, in a movie, and then also just, like, in real life, if you're, like... A person like the nasties, and you're clearly not like going to school, going to class. Why are you bother school? Show? Yeah, yeah. Like, shouldn't well, you be smoking was, behind the portable? Yeah. Well, and I was at like when I was in school, there'd always be people that I knew were like, you know, like, oh, I saw this person this morning, but they're like not in class. Mm. Why would you get out of bed early? To come to school and then not go to class. Right? Yeah. I, I Like, will even never if understand. it's because your mom is, like, getting you out of bed and getting you out the door. Like, if you're not going to class, you may as well go wherever you're ditching to right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never I never understood that. It's like, why would you get up early and then, like, if I'm here, I might as well fucking go to class now. Yeah. Yeah. So here's some of my, like question points that I'm writing down here. Were the gnomes always Scottish? They had a funny little accent that these ones are trying to recreate and not quite succeeding at. Okay. Yeah, because I was But yeah, they were like Scottish adjacent. Okay. Because yeah, it was like it was like a lot stronger in this one. And I was like and then I had to look up who played the gnomes because the the gnome wife or whatever, I was positive was Sheila McCarthy. Oh. And I was like, is that Sheila McCarthy? But it's not. It was some person I didn't know. But then that's where I saw Tony Robinson was the gnome guy. Mm, So, yeah, yeah, I was like, oh. Then my next question, what the fuck? 
fuck happened to Falcor? Uh, an like, injustice. You were Jim Henson's Muppet creator, whatever, whatever he calls that. His Muppet workshop or whatever yeah. he calls that company. I feel like if you are in the 80s, or I guess this was the early 90s, at like the top of your game for Muppets, for puppetry, yeah. I feel like you can create anything. You can look at anything and create a Muppet of that. Yeah. Why does it not look exactly like Falcor? Nothing like Falcor. No. Yeah. Like, it's a white furry dragon, but past that, like, the, like it's very skinny. Its eyes don't look the same. Yeah. Its voice isn't the same. It's like... I feel like it's very easy to, like, duplicate things. Yes. And I don't under... Because... And in all three of them, like, both of the sequels, they don't do a good job of Yeah, like, Falcor. I feel like part two is closer to, I, to, I to like, OG Falcor, but this one is just, like... There's a lot of things that look quite different, though. Like, even the book itself and the RN yeah. are so different, like, offensively different. Yes, yeah. It's like, that's not even the same book. Like, yeah. That is really weird. Like for the book and the RN to not be this. Like I understand I, Falcor is a great big puppet. Maybe yeah. he didn't like survive a warehouse fire or whatever. He still exists, actually. Really? You can go see Falcor. Oh, where is he? In Germany, I think. Oh, is he the one that's like at the like at the uh that theme park you were telling me about? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. I just I just assumed they'd like made another uh, Falcor yeah. at the so, theme park. Um yeah, I I almost was curious if the, I mean, Warner Brothers was involved, I think, in all three of them. But I was like, I wonder if the the look of the book and the RN is like licensed or copyrighted oh, or maybe. something. Yeah. So I don't know. Because, yeah, I, I could have like, looked that up. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I was like, you know, something as big as Falcor, like, yeah, maybe you couldn't house it or whatever and you had to rebuild it from scratch still don't understand why you could just make it look the same yeah but like a book and a necklace fits very nicely in like a rubbermaid tote like it can just you you didn't have to be like recreated and then like oh we lost the original like yeah again just watch the original movie it's a book and a necklace like how like yeah yeah it's stuff like that is just like i don't understand why it looks so different yeah like you might want to make some creative changes, but this is the whole basis of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I just said, he's a luck dragon, but his luck has run out. <laughs> and then there's this fucking tree named Barky. That, Like, this is the first time we see Barky, is it not? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, did I miss this guy before? It's like a reject ant. Yeah. And he has all these like weird like roots for like feet and hand feet, feet and hands, and like this big like spines coming off his back that are also roots. And he's always just like complaining about his root rot. And blah, yeah, blah, blah. and it's like, oh my god, what what? Literally, so much of this movie I was watching, and my only audible response was, what what? <laughs> I said that so many times to my... There was one point, and I think it comes up in my notes because I can't remember when it was, but I was just yelling at the TV so loud that the cat was sleeping here, here in her hammock and she just kind of lifted her head and looked at me like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but... Well, I just... I don't know. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> it's it's just wow. Oh God. So uh, back at the school where Mr. Coriander is the librarian. Yeah, librarian they explain now? it, but I don't think I was paying close enough attention. Like going from owning a bookstore to being a school librarian is like the Sims level of like career building. Where I've like, never played The Sims. On The Sims, you might have like a like a culinary career, say. Mm. And so it's like, you know, Jane was this is like day one on the culinary career. She's a a dishwasher. And then like she's been promoted to head chef ten days later. And it's like just because they both are in restaurants doesn't mean they're the same job. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like you need some training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, it was just like and that's not the same Mr. Coriander, is no, it? Yeah. No. Um and in fact, the original Mr. Coriander in the first two movies is Indian. Is he? Yeah. Well, the third Mr. Coriander is that. Definitely just like an English guy, yeah. Oh, that guy's Indian? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he definitely does not look Indian to me. No, he doesn't. And that's why I looked it up, because there were shots where, like, his skin color looked weird to me. Yeah. And uh, I was like, is there some, like, bad tan going on or something? I don't know. Yeah, he definitely doesn't read as Indian to me. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah, so not only is he the new school librarian... But he also has just brought all his books from the bookstore yeah. to, like, stock the school that's how library with. Work. Yeah. It felt very, like, Mr. Giles at Buffy the Vampire Slayer's school, where it's just like, I've just showed up, and I'm the <laughs> librarian now. Yes, that's what I do. <laughs> so I also never watched Buffy. You gotta watch Buffy. It's so good. So then Bastion's like, I'm gonna hide out in the library. And then he's like, oh, shit, Mr. Coriander. Literally did not expect to see you here. And then he's like, he's like reading the never ending story to like, I don't know, disappear and like, you know, get rid of all his cares or whatever. But then the nasties find out about it and they're like, oh, we're going to like fuck with you. And so they're like reading the book to like find out how to fuck with Bastion and like Jack Black's like getting really into it. And it's like, this is how you get bullies to read. It's like, hey, you can like. (laughs) You can you bully can, like, somebody really, like, through print. Yeah, you can really, like, fuck with the kids that you hate if you just read this book. And he's like, I know, we'll, like, go to this place and we'll do this thing and that'll teach him. And it's like, well, at least they're reading. And Jack Black's character, Slip, his name is Slip. Slip, Um yes. Figures that all out very quickly and, like, believes it very quickly. Like, Yeah, it's like, it's like, I'm a bully because this is, like, my coping mechanism, but I'm just... A nerd who wants to read fantasy. Yeah. And then, we've established this already, but, like, I know it's Jim Henson, but the creatures are terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, just the way they're designed. And, like, Jim Henson has done terrifying, like, in a good way. Like, yeah. He, like, he's made the Skeksis. Like, they're yeah, exactly. very They're yeah. very creepy, but these animals are, like, they're creepy in, like, an uncanny valley kind of way, where mm. it's, like, you're almost a thing I recognize, but then there's something wrong with you and I'm afraid of you and you'll be in my <laughs> nightmares tonight. Um, they go to the rock biter's house. <laughs> I just uh, I just need to take a drink here for a second. I think you need something stronger than coffee. 
they go to the Rockbiter's house. And first of all, I'm dead. Sorry. <laughs> it feels like the TV show Dinosaurs. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> and like Junior is watching like a music video on TV and it's animated. And I was like, is part of this animated now? Because when I first started watching this movie, I knew going into it, it was like Hot Mess Express. And I was like, I feel like animating it could almost save it. Mm. And then I saw this little clip of animation and I was like, oh, is there going to be more animation? Because maybe, but no, just like, just, just, yeah. I feel like they had an idea to animate more and then they like ran out of time and forgot about it or something. And they're like, oh yeah. And I didn't clue in that they were rocks at first because they're clearly made out of like foam or yeah. whatever it yeah. is. And I didn't see Rockbiter first. Right. I just saw Mrs. Rockbiter and Junior. And I was like, what are, like, what is happening? What is this? And it wasn't until Rockbiter came in where I was like, oh, this is Rockbiter's house. Um, even though that doesn't look like fucking Rockbiter. Or sound. This is my next. They were this big, is strong hands. This is my next note. Or sound. Sometimes Rockbiter has a Jamaican accent. Sometimes Rockbiter has a Scottish accent. A little bit later, it's kind of Eastern European. <laughs> Rockbiter, where are you from? <laughs> like, just, I don't care, but just pick a fucking accent and stick oh, with it. God. The gnomes are Scottish. Why don't you just be Scottish? But... Every once in a while, it gets a little ivory. <laughs> but like, but like, scum, like, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like a, it's a Jamaican accent, like, fed through a Scottish accent, though it's not just, like, sometimes Scottish, sometimes Jamaican. It's like if a Scottish person tried to do a, a Jamaican accent, but then sometimes there is one scene later where it's, like, decidedly, like, e- Eastern European. <laughs> and it's like, look, at I don't, I don't care where they're it's from. pick one. I just want one, yes. Um... Junior is so teeny tiny compared to Rockbiter. Like, he's a baby of Rockbiter. He's going to be smaller. Makes sense. But there's one scene where Rockbiter gets on his rock bicycle and Junior's like, Dada, me come too. I will talk about the way that kid talks later. <laughs> and they, and like, they've clearly like, like clipped him out and like put him into a mm, scene. Yeah. And he's like, they make it seem like he's maybe like two inches tall like or something. Like he's a pebble. Yeah, like so much ta- like yeah. smaller than actual rock biter. And it's like, that doesn't, like, that seems off. Yeah. Yeah, it just, I, I, that, that, r- that really off. took it out yeah. of it, uh, me out of it. Yes, yeah. So, um, then <laughs> we get on the rock bicycle. And they're going shopping, and um, they're singing a song. (laughs) They're really rocking out. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like a true nature child, I was born born to be wild. (sighs) The 
whole fuck, not the whole song, but like a good chunk of the song is just, it's just Rockbiter singing a song. Yep. In the Rockbiter voice. And like, why that song? Shouldn't it be like, we will rock you? Something about rocking. Yes. Not just born to be wild. Yeah, I, it was, like, it started and I was like, oh, is the rest of the movie going to be like this? Is there going to be more singing? I was, as I was watching this, I was like, this might legitimately be the first one where she's like, dips out and can't finish it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was, I, there was a, I, I don't, literally, like, just the whole time I was just like, I don't, I don't even know. What? I don't... What? I don't know, man. Meanwhile, the gnomes... Ha- so, Sorry. like, more of the of the creatures are kind of coming to Earth now. Right. And the gnomes have FedExed them... Or they've gotten to the FedEx <laughs> office, and they're going to FedEx themselves to Bastion. Do you have more of a thought about that? I mean, I do, but go ahead. And how the fuck do they know what an address is? The one that got me was they were talking... About, um, I can't remember, but it's like, it's like my next note. So it must happen like very, like close in Mm. time there where they're talking. I know they're specifically talking about Bastion and the gnomes are, and they're talking about how he's like not strong or whatever. And the one, the gnome guy says, well, he's not exactly Schwarzenegger, is he? And it's like, how the fuck do you know who Schwarzenegger is? Yeah. Yeah. In your fucking Scottish gnome house. Yeah. Um, He's seen Kindergarten Cop. Well, who hasn't? Not a Tuma. Not a Tuma. Um, so they're they're doing that. They are in the process of being FedExed to where they need to go. Uh, Barky is in a forest that is being like raised or whatever. Like they're cutting down all the trees, and I get that would be like a scary thing for Barky to see. Like holy shit, they're just like cutting down my brethren and like yeah. putting them on the back of a truck. But his, like, reaction is so, like, nonplussed. He, like, he's, like, you can see it in his face where he's, like, oh, shit, they're, like, cutting down trees. But then when he actually, like, vocalizes, just, like, oh, no. <laughs> and it's, like, I feel like I'd say more than oh, no if I went somewhere and there were, like, a bunch of yeah, my people brothers. that looked like me and they were just, like, cutting me down at my feet. I'd be, like, oh, shit, we got to, like, do something serious, not just, like, oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> So then we see Rockbiter Jr. ended up in South Dakota, and he is uh, at the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Because there's lots of rocks there for him to get. I get that he's a baby, and babies don't talk very well. But I hate the, like, me hungry, me no like, oh no. Yeah. It's like, I don't. I know. He was almost the most, it's hard to say this, but he was. (laughs) For me, the most annoying part of the movie. He was... Yeah, I have more to say about him later, but just on the Mount Rushmore, just, me hungry, me no like. It's like, I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah, he was just like climbing all over uh, Jefferson's face and whatnot. And it's just like, what is... What? (laughs) It's just so weird that like... He's he's a he's of the rockbiter family, so naturally he'd feel at home in the mountains. That makes sense. There are so many mountains in America that he'd yeah. go to. The fact that they like went to 
Mount Rushmore? I don't know. It just feels weird to me. Hmm. I can't, like, something that specifically had, like, faces. So now, like, now Thomas Jefferson is part of this movie. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't like put my finger on why that feels so weird to me when it could just be like Mount St. Helens or something, you know, he'd go to like any other like famous mountain. I feel like cause the rock biters have faces that are made out of rock. It makes uh, sense to me. That maybe. They'd be okay. Yeah. Cause they look like them. I guess so. I don't know. I do quite often <clears throat> think that like Teddy Roosevelt looks exactly like rock biter. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. No, that, that does make a little bit of sense there. Yeah. Um, so back at Bastion's house, uh, Nicole, the stepsister is at home watching MTV and she's just like watching an Aaliyah video. Yeah. And it's like, so then I really had to think, so did the never ending story pay Aaliyah to put the video in there or like did Aaliyah's music like record company say hey can we like pay for basically like advertising to like yeah. put this Aaliyah video in there because either way they did Aaliyah dirty <laughs> she did uh, maybe she was movie. on like Warner Brothers music or something oh she probably was yeah I never thought about that way but it was just it was a weird yeah choice for there to be an Aaliyah music video in that yeah what is what I know yeah but hey 1994 yeah no doubt <clears throat> but then that gives an interesting timeline to things where because Bastion himself hasn't aged a lot. No. So like are we presuming that like the first never ending story happened in 1991? We like, have to. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Cuz I feel like you can definitely see like an age progression from like the first one to the second one. Like he yeah. definitely has like grown up a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like the kid in the third one is younger in that movie than Jonathan Brandis is yeah, when he was be. in that movie. Yeah. And I mean, enough time has passed that, like, his dad didn't have even a girlfriend, presumably, in the second one. Yeah. And now they're married. So, like, presumably, like, maybe a couple years you have think, passed. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like, like Bastion should have been, like almost in high school or because I think they're in like junior high in this. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. The timeline just didn't quite make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. The timeline. Yes. It's, it's, that's, that's one of the other minor things that just took me out of it. So then Falcor shows up on earth mm-hmm. and, um, he is, they go to Chinatown, I guess, where they're having like a big, like, one of the big, like, dragon ceremonies yeah. where they have, like, the dragon, like, uh, puppets or whatever yeah. they do for their parades. <laughs> and the nasties are, like, chasing them all through, like, this alleyway. And then, like, Falcor's there. Then the, like, Chinese performers with, like, their dragons are there. And it's, like, even though Falcor is a completely different Falcor in this one, he's still a fucking creep. Because he is just flirting with these, like, fake dragons. Where he's, like... <laughs> Hey, how you doing? I've never seen a dragon like you. And it's like, get out of here, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, it's just oh god. But uh so he drops he, he drops Bastion off at uh back at his house and then he's just like, I gotta go figure something out, and he like flies away, and it's like, 
So nobody saw Bash or Falcor flying. Like I could see how he could kind of like camouflage himself at the at the Chinatown thing because it's like, oh, check out that dragon. That's a that's a weird looking dragon for mm-hmm. this thing. But then just like a dragon like that, just like flying over suburbia. Did nobody see that? Yeah. Nobody noticed that, and they were like, "I have questions." <laughs> but uh, he gets Rockbiter Junior shows up at at uh, Bastion's house, and Bastion, his stepmom just has like a big plant room in her off the kitchen, which I guess you know, if you had a room off your kitchen, you would just. You do have a room off your kitchen that you fill with plants. Yeah, it's called my living room. Yeah, but like, the, but like the, that room is very much just like this is the plant room. Yeah, that's yeah. the dream. Yeah. So, um, Bastion takes Rockbiter Junior. He's like, "You, you stay here. Like, don't move from here. Like, just hang out in here. No one's ever gonna see you." And Junior is just gonna like go to sleep in this little like jungle kind of thing. And then he's like, "Kiss, kiss." Kiss, kiss, Junior. And it's like, oh, okay, I have to give you a kiss goodnight. And he's like, okay. And then he has this, like, monkey statue that he, like, cuddles and he, like, falls asleep. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, not long after going to bed, Junior decides, no, actually, I'm not tired. I'm going to destroy this whole fucking house. Yeah. And just, like, everything about the kitchen like fascinates him which it would because he doesn't have any of that shit in his house even though he has a rock tv but he's never seen a popcorn maker or an ice maker before so they don't have that but they do have rock mtv at rock biter house um yeah and the stepmom so like the stepmom and and the dad get up and they're like we hear noises in the kitchen what's going on and the dad like karate chop hayas his way into the kitchen and Bastion's just like what are you doing dad and he's like what are you doing and it's like i just wanted a snack and he's like we thought we heard something and meanwhile like the entire kitchen is destroyed and yeah the, the parents are just like the dumbest <clears throat> parents in the world and the, the at this point again i come back to the stepmom and i feel like she has like stockholm syndrome or like some kind She's of weird so worried about condition because Bastion feeling welcome and like that she's not his mom. Yeah, like she doesn't want to overstep and therefore she doesn't want to like step at all. And it's like, it's fine, dear. We're just gonna go back to bed now. Don't be too loud while you're up. Come on, let's go back to bed. And it's like, are you okay, ma'am? No, Dude, she's just, not. Just blink once if you need some help. Yeah, she is. She is something else. So that now we discover, like this is. I I feel like maybe I don't know if I missed something, or if this just wasn't overly well fleshed out. <laughs> Hard to say. So we have in in like Earth, we have the nasties, and they're like this like gang of bullies or whatever. But in Fantasia, we have the nasty. Yeah, and it's like this. It's kind of like the nothing. It's like yeah. just like everything is awful when this is around, kind of thing. So on Fantasia, we see that everyone's just kind of like fighting. The rock biters are just having a domestic. They're just like, and, and it's in this scene where rock biter is just Eastern European for some reason in this one scene. And he like packs his rock suitcase and he gets out on his rock bicycle and he's like, um, I'm getting out of here or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, he, 
he makes Mrs. Rockbiter so mad that she like pops all the curlers out of her hair and then it just curls back and like, okay. <laughs> so back on earth, everything is like going crazy, but luckily it's Halloween. Yeah. Conveniently. We haven't said it's Halloween at all, except for in the very beginning of this movie, when we're in the school, they start with like a tight close up on like a picture on the wall at the school. And then they like pull back from there and it's a picture of like a big green witch. And it's like, this is fucking mm. weird. And I was just like, Maybe well, that's establishing. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's what they think an establishing shot is. But at the time, it wasn't like, oh, okay, it's Halloween. At the time, I was just like, why Random is there a witch? witch at your school? That's weird. But yeah, so it's Halloween. So people don't notice all the like nastiness right away. Because it's like, it's just crazy, crazy Halloween pranks. <laughs> um, and at this point... Nicole, the, the stepsister, has got a hold of the, or, of the Orin, and she's like, let's go shopping. And she's like, I wish I had this, and I wish you would just give me this outfit and give me this outfit. And it's this whole fashion montage, which I feel would work better if she was, like, a little bit older. But this is just, like, a 12-year-old playing dress-up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you were, like, 17, this would be, like, really... Yeah. Yeah. She's got, like, feather boas and stuff. And yeah. it's like, what is going on? But she has all these, like, huge packages now. Put a big red fluffy bow on yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like, so does using the Orin in this movie work the same as the last movie? Like, is she losing memories No, now? that was like, that was um, a machine that, I can't remember the bad lady's name from the last one. She made Princess that machine. Yeah, totally. Um. Yeah, she had made the machine to, like, feed off of it somehow. So, no, that's not the the typical use uh, of the Ah, okay, okay. I think. Yeah, I mean, who who knows? <clears throat> yeah, so then, like, even, like, the parents are fighting now because they're just all being nasty. And it's, like, this, the word nasty just keeps coming up. Yeah. Like, it's nasty, and those are the nasties, and this is nasty. And it's, like, it's Bastion, Mr. Bucks, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so they finally um then there's like kind of this whole like changing of hands and like the the bullies finally get their hands on the orange and they're like yeah sucker we got it now you'll never get it back from us and their hideout these like high school kids hideout is in a hole in the wall in the mall yeah it's just a hidden naturally. by a dumpster yeah of course yeah so they go in there and they're like fighting back and forth and they're like yeah, what are you going to do about it? And they're like reading the book and it's like, the nasties read the book. You know, like as, yeah. as it's happening, they're yeah. kind of like reading it. And it's like, uh, just read the book and like whatever you're reading, like that's what's going to happen. And so it's like Bastion puts down the orange. It's like, I can't do that. And it's like, I guess that's what it says. And then it's like, Bastion starts doing karate. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know karate. And it's like, I don't know, dude, that's what it says. And it's like, it's like the Matrix now. Like when they started fighting, I literally, expe- I literally expected, even though this came out before the Matrix, I literally expected Bastion to start fighting Jack Black and doing like the yeah. like the come forward. Oh, yeah. that, that, uh, I was that just Neo picturing does. the like sideways or the flip. or yeah, yeah yeah no I was definitely expecting them to like get into position and do the like come forward thing and I was like. <laughs> but you don't. But apparently he knows he knows uh, karate and he karate the shit out of all the nasties so that happened um and then they kind of just like run back home to uh 
Bastion and Nicole run back home to their house. And Nicole is all of a sudden calling Bastion's dad, like, dad. daddy. Yeah. And, then she's, and he's, like, she, like, runs and, like, gives him a hug and he, like, picks her up. And they, like, spin around forever. Yeah. Like, to the point where I was, like... Do they have him on like a thing where like because like, I feel like he's going like really fast mm. and like she's a like she's like a smaller person but she's still like a preteen or a teenager like yeah you know she's a small adult that he's just like whipping her around and and then like Bastion is like mom I'm so glad you're here or whatever and it's like what are you what? yeah like too soon yeah too soon. yeah yeah um. So, yeah, so they're all just, like, super happy now because what had happened was the reason this all, like, all, like, the nastiness went away was because all the creatures got back to Fantasia and then uh, they had the the Orin back and they were like, I wish everything went back to the way it was before. And it's like, so basically it was all a dream. Yeah, pretty much. That is the laziest storytelling in the world. Yeah. And then they wrap it all up nicely with them being a happy family. The fucking nasties are nerds now. Because, like, what's a what's a worse, you know, a worse fate to a bully? Being a nerd. Totally. Jack Black has glasses on. That's how you know and he's like a nerd. And, like, a plaid jacket. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, because they're kids, Bastion and Nicole don't just walk off into the sunset. They walk down the hallway at, at their school <laughs> and just... <laughs> Slow motion, high five. Jump in the yeah, air, high five. Super sick. Yeah. <laughs> so, that is a movie that happened in my life. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it, and then, just in You're case. You're welcome. Just in case it didn't, um, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't get it all out. The credits ran with Rockbiter's rendition of Born to be Wild again. So, I got to listen to that again, mm-hmm. which was really... Really great. I'm really glad I got to listen to that twice in one evening. You're welcome. Um, and then that's that's the end of that. And I think this is a love and horror first. I gave this one oh. dollar store dragon out of ten. I was wondering if you'd even give it a one. So it never occurred to me to give it a zero. <laughs> so I gave it a one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that is. Like that is fair. I I can't even remember what part it was, but I think it was maybe when Rockbiter started singing like the, in the movie where I was just yelling at the TV like <laughs> he's singing now with that voice, that song, what is happening? And the cat just like looked at me like what are you doing? What I was <laughs> You're like I don't fucking know. And then I finished the movie and I like finished my last couple of like thoughts here and I put the book down and I always watch like all the credits for yeah, like, every too. movie all the time because yeah. I'm just a nerd like that. So I finished that and then I hit stop and I just kind of sat there for a second and then have you ever like had to like process something <laughs> and you don't know what to do with yourself yes. so you just kind of like wander around the house <laughs> for a while? I gave you an existential crisis. I probably wandered around here for a good like 10, 15 minutes. Like I walked into the kitchen and I just kind of stood there and I like (laughs) thought about it. 
And then I like walked into the bedroom or into, into like my bedroom and into the, into the ensuite and I was like washing my face because it was later at night and I was like, I should probably go to bed soon. And then I like did that and then I just kind of like literally like washed my face, dried it off and just kind of like looked in the mirror like, am I even I'm a real? different person now. <laughs> and then I just kind of like walked back out here in the living room and I was just like. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, how did that get made? I, you know, there's a podcast. How did this get made? Yeah, yeah, I've never actually listened to it, but it's been on my, like, someday I should listen to this. Yeah. But yeah, that movie was just, like, I literally just didn't know what to do with myself when it was over. It's like, how do I just go on with life? <laughs> knowing that, knowing this, that exists. this exists. Okay, I do have just a couple other little, like, production related um so the original screenplay had bastion in fantasia for most of the storyline uh with his new stepsister was the one reading the book and initially trying to sabotage his story but eventually starting to help him out okay and it was later changed to having bastion spend more of the story in the real world yeah um with the nasties being the ones who tamper with the book and his stepsister instead getting her hands on the oran and using it for selfish purposes i actually kind of feel like that would have been better i mean there's a lot of things that would have been better um so warner brothers option to buy the worldwide distribution rights for this film but passed on it oh why uh, the studio still released the film in germany britain and france due to a pre-existing distribution deal with the producers uh, miramax took up the north american release due to an editing snafu on one audio track has the music from Warner Brothers Family Entertainment Division, complete with Bugs Bunny's carrot chomping playing over the Miramax logo. <laughs> so, like, what? even the production of this was just a shit show. You know, I I don't like to, like, look up a lot of things about the movie before. Yeah. But there was, like, just a couple things where I was like, who is that character? Who, like, yeah, I, yeah. I just yeah. want, you know, just little things. And so I did do a little bit of um, IMDb mm-hmm. research on this <laughs> the other day when I was watching it. And... If you go onto IMDb for this movie, it's all in German. Like the title yes, isn't yeah, everything, yeah. and I was like, "This even come out in the states?" There is a, a like there is an English version of it, but yeah, like yeah. I got all most of my stuff from IMDb. Oh, okay, yeah, I was um, like, "This is weird." The last fact that I have is the film barely really received a theatrical release in the U.S. after a test market run in selected cities pulled in disappointing results oh really so that's why it only made five million dollars because they didn't even they're like this is garbage we don't even want to put it out like eight thousand percent garbage yeah (laughs) i just i mean there's like some crazy shit that you have maybe watched before but i don't know dude i i literally don't think i've ever given anything a one no neither of us have this is quantifiably the worst movie we've watched a hundred percent yes yeah, I had to. I had to look it up. This is the Jack Platt did this, and then the next year he was in the X Files. Oh, okay. so yeah, because his hair was longer in the X Files. So yeah. Well, I think it's time to move on from this uh, train wreck. But how can I? How can I? How can I live? This has melted your brain. <laughs> so why don't we don't talk even... about what what we're watching next? Let's move on from this. You know, it's I in our past. We can forget it. it. No, you it have to. It can't hurt us anymore. You have to edit this and hear all oh, the discussion fuck. about it again. Pray for me. <laughs> fuck. Um. Yeah, I like we we've been like all like Night of the Living Dead and uh, Never Ending Story for like 
a month now. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I just start thinking about like what comes up after this. And I've looked at our titles for next episode and I was like, oh, I can't wait. Yes. I know. I'm excited. So good. Yeah. Uh, so our next episode, now that we are done with our trilogy, <laughs> um, we are watching some dolls come to life. Yeah. So I am going to make you watch a Disney classic, Pinocchio. Yeah, and I'm going to have you watch a classic of a different kind. We're going to watch Child's Play. Eek! I'm scared of Child's Play. I'm kind of scared of Pinocchio. You are right to be scared. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anything else we need to tie up on this chaos? I, I mean, I feel like anyone who made that movie should be tied up, but... <laughs> Fair. So thanks for listening today. You can find us on Instagram and threads at Love and Horror Podcast. We're on TikTok at Love and Horror. And if you want to send us a couple bucks, you can do that at our coffee page, which is ko-fi.com slash Love and Horror Podcast. And you can email us at Love and Horror Podcast at gmail.com. I am on Instagram and threads at DeAnteresa. And I am on Instagram and TikTok at calamity underscore Laura. So please uh, subscribe on your favorite podcatchers, share, and leave us a five-star review. And remember, all is fair in love and horror. Oh, I just have a note. What are they doing? I don't know. Welcome to Naked Podcasting. <laughs>